What is going on, everyone? Thank you for joining me once again. This is your host, David Tuchinski, and you're listening to Journey Over Destination podcast. And today's episode is going to be a little different. I am doing my first solo episode. And uh, yeah, I'm going to just dive right into it. Here we go. I left my nine to five to pursue the business and the lifestyle that I want. This is the journey of my pursuit to live life on my own terms. Join me as I share lessons that I've learned along the way and interview some of the best minds in business. Let's go. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Listen, I want to apologize in advance if I seem kind of, you know, down in the dumps with my voice. I'm not down in the dumps. I'm just very tired. It is very late at night right now. And I also have to kind of keep my voice down for reasons that I will get into in a bit. Um, but um, I've been putting this off for way too long. So I just want to knock it out right now while I'm sitting at the computer here before I go to bed. <coughs> um, so I'll dive right into it. So uh, I really wanted to make some you know my first solo episode where i don't really interview anyone and i'm just talking by myself because part of the reason why i wanted to start this podcast in the first place was to share lessons that i'm learning to share things that are happening in my life to just share my journey um you know mainly my business with some lifestyle stuff as well and uh yeah, I just wanted to have you guys follow along my journey and hopefully learn with me. Um, hopefully my experiences can um, be of value to not only myself, but you guys as well. And um, yeah, I think it's uh, definitely worthwhile. So um, I wanted to release this solo episode just as kind of an intro. I'll give you guys a little bit of a background on who I am, you know, most of you guys probably don't know me personally, so I'm going to give you a little bit of background on who I am, what I do, and uh, that kind of thing. So, our journey begins in a small suburb near Chicago. So, North Side, North Side Chicago is where I was born, in a suburb called Skokie, Illinois. And um, Something else that's of importance is my entire family pretty much immigrated from the Soviet Union um, in a location that is now known as Ukraine. Uh, Obviously, at the time, it was the Soviet Union. Um, And so my parents and my grandparents and some of my other family members immigrated to Chicago. Um, Lived in Chicago for about 11 years, and then we moved to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, which is literally middle of nowhere, a town of like 20,000 people, very small town. Some colleges are bigger than that. Um, and that was a really big shift for me going from, uh, you know, big urban location to tiny middle of nowhere. Um, but I adjusted pretty well and it was, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to both of those uh, types of environments. Um, but for me personally, I was a very, very shy kid. Um, I still am a little bit shy. I'm definitely not as shy, but I'm still a pretty shy person. I'm still pretty reclusive, not not the most social person, you know. I really enjoy my, my alone time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I... I don't know. I just, 
really wanted to fit in at the time when I was younger. I really wanted to be just like everyone else. And being that I am from an immigrant family, I was not, uh, not like everyone else. <laughs> so, and another thing is also, so I, I was raised in a Jewish family. So I, we are Jewish. I am not very religious personally at all, but, um, you know, I had a bar mitzvah and everything and, um, so, you know, sometimes I would go to Sunday school at, uh, you know, all that good stuff. And that I, I hated that stuff because like I said, I just wanted to fit in. And that was very, very different, especially in a town of 20,000 people where I'm one of maybe a handful of people that are also Jewish. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I kind of, I didn't, I don't want to say I stuck out like a sore thumb because I didn't, but I was definitely different than all the other kids, uh, in school. And that made me very self-conscious. I really, really cared about what other people thought of me. I wanted to, I, I was always seeking validation from other people. And, um, you know, I still have some of those tendencies today that I'm still trying to break out of. I still catch myself seeking validation from others. And, you know, now, nowadays it's, it's a good cue for me. And then I kind of go back and say, all right, listen, I'm doing this for myself. I don't care what other people think. Just do this for yourself. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I didn't know what I want to do. I was shy. I was always seeking validation and, um, I would say I was pretty happy. Honestly, I had a pretty good childhood, very average childhood, you know, come from a middle-class family, everything that, uh, was important. I had, you know, I had, I always had food. I always had shelter. I always had friends and family. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty good situation, uh, relatively anyways. Um, I really wanted to play college soccer. So, uh, I was, I was very, very, very confused about what I wanted to do when I was older. Um, I knew I liked technology and stuff like that, but I didn't know uh, if I wanted to be like an engineer, a business person, you know, coder, whatever. And the one thing that had always gone well and I was good at for most of my life was soccer. So I just kind of said, all right, well, let me just push this soccer thing as far as I can and see, see what happens. And so I think that is where my entrepreneurial spirit really started because being from a town, you know, very small town, it's hard to get recruited. There's not a lot of opportunities for coaches to come see you play, um, come talk to you, get to know you, things like that. So I would make these giant lists of college coaches emails i would you know go on their website look at their roster get the coaches names get the coaches emails and started making this giant list of coaches that i wanted to send out emails to um and so that's exactly what i did and then the other thing was my mom would um film my games and i was able to chop up my video and make a highlight film and everything very very thankful for my mother she did a lot of incredible things for me when I was uh, younger, obviously made a lot of sacrifices. Um, we would, so I remember one summer actually where 
uh, or not even summer, a full year, a full year. I played for a club that was uh, probably about an hour and a half or so away from our hometown, just so to, to it was in a little bit of a bigger city. It gave me a little bit of a better chance to get recruited. And so my mom and I <laughs> would drive to this location hour and a half each way. That's three hours each, each practice. And I would go there. I think the coach and I worked out a deal where I would go, I think three times a week. So three times a week, my mom would drive me hour and a half each way. And that's not even including the games and tournaments on the weekend. So incredible stuff. Very thankful for, for my family and, and the opportunities they gave me. Um, uh, anyways, so I, I end up getting recruited and I thankfully, uh, accomplished my goal of going to a division one school. Um, at first I committed to a school in New Jersey named New Jersey Institute of Technology. Sounds very exciting. I know. Um, but ended up hating it. So then I transferred to a school in Philadelphia named LaSalle university. And, uh, that's actually a Catholic school. So kind of funny Jewish kid at a Catholic school. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was, that was a better situation for me. I made a ton of really good friends there, had a lot of really, really good memories. It was a very small school. So I was, uh, it was kind of a cool experience. It was a small school, not a lot of students, but, um, the, it was right by downtown Philadelphia, obviously. So it's kind of like a small community, but when I wanted to, I could go downtown and be part of a much, much larger community. So it was, it was pretty cool. And I started to, to obviously play soccer and around my junior year, I started to realize I was kind of like, damn, I think professional soccer might not be in the cards for me because before that point, I really wanted to play college soccer. I didn't, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my career. And like I said, I just wanted to push soccer as, as far as I possibly could. And, um, game time was very hard to come by. I was competing for a starting spot, but you know, it didn't really work out for me. I didn't play a ton. I did get some game time, but not a ton. And, um, yeah, like I said, my junior year, I, it just, really started to click for me. I was kind of like, Oh my God, I, I need to figure something else out. Cause I'm starting to lose my passion for the sport. It became more of a job more than, uh, something I do for fun. And yeah, it was just really hard and I didn't enjoy it. And I, I really started to question my career and things like that. So I started, that was when I started to question, uh, everything really. I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I started my college career off in engineering. I thought I wanted to be an engineer and I just could not do it. Couldn't stand it. Wasn't very good at it. So I switched to, there was a degree at LaSalle called in, uh, integrated science, business, and technology, which, um, and you pick your concentration. It's, I always tell people it, it was kind of similar to information systems with more, with like a little bit more business, uh, emphasis. Um, and I also minored in digital arts and I just, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to be a coder. I didn't know if I wanted to be a business guy. I knew I liked technology, so I knew I wanted to be involved in, in a company that dealt with technology, but 
I didn't know if I wanted to sell stuff. I didn't know if I wanted to code, you know. Um, and it seemed like every other week I would find a new thing where I was like, wow, this is really fun. I could do this. I might want this to be my career. And then about a month later, I'd get bored and then I would find a new thing that I like. And that's been kind of a repeating theme throughout my life. Um, so anyways, graduation comes. I still have no idea what I want to do. And I end up working at this soccer camp. And after the soccer camp, uh, by the way, my parents, while I was in college, had moved to Jacksonville, Florida, which is where they are located currently. And I worked at a soccer camp in uh, Wisconsin. I was supposed to fly back home to Jacksonville, but I knew no one there, so I didn't want to go home. And I also really, really, really love the city of Chicago. I have a lot of friends and family there. And so uh, I wanted to get a job there and move there. So what I ended up doing was I skipped my flight back home. I was supposed to fly home to Jacksonville, like I said, but I skipped it, stayed in Chicago and filled out as many job applications, reached out to as many people on LinkedIn as possible. Um, what ended up happening was I took a train up to one of my best friend's house. His name is Mac. Shout out to you, Mac, if you're listening to this, you the man. But uh, I met his mom and his mom was like, hey, what are you doing now? And I was like, uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm couch surfing and looking for a job. And so she passed along my resume uh, and she works at uh, U.S. Bank, and she, I, didn't, I didn't know this at the time, but she's a pretty high up. Like her, her name carries a lot of weight in that particular building, especially that she worked in. And so, because of that, that was kind of my foot in the door, and I was able to get an interview. The manager that interview really liked me. She ended up hiring me, putting me through a training program and everything. I was hired as a database administrator, so I worked in IT, coding, uh, we used SQL, and a very, very basic coding language named COBOL. Um, and so about, eh, I would say about three or so months into that job, I was kind of already starting to question it. I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is pretty boring. I don't know if I can do this, <laughs> but obviously I had bills to pay. I had, um, you know, I, I moved to Milwaukee. Um, I forgot to mention that the company was in Milwaukee. So I moved to Milwaukee, had to pay rent, had to pay student loans, yada, 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 life stuff. And, um, yeah, I just had to have an income. So I stayed at the job and tried to enjoy it the best I could. And then about a year into it, that's when things really started to take a turn and I really, uh, you know, thought to myself, I'm not doing this anymore. I cannot do this. I need to find a way out. I don't know if I want. Um, yeah. And, and the thing that really kind of drove me crazy wasn't necessarily the job itself. It was more of the corporate lifestyle. Um, something that I've found out about myself is I, I really love change. I love trying new hobbies. I love trying new food. I love meeting new people. Um, I love going to new locations. And um, like I said, I, I love trying new things. I get obsessed with that thing and then I get bored with it and then I go on to the next thing. So I love change. I'm not a person that loves to stay in the same routine 
forever. Routines are important, but I'm not the type of person that likes doing the same exact thing every single day. I love change. So um, the corporate lifestyle was the exact opposite of that. I was told when to show up. I was told where to sit, who I was going to talk to, what I was going to do. Um, and it was just really, really killing me. <laughs> it was absolutely killing me inside. And um, so I started to question, you know, what could I do on the side to maybe break free of the corporate lifestyle? What can I do to live life on my own terms, make the money that I want to be making and do the things that I want to be doing? And so um, throughout my life, I had always done video editing. My mom was also a video videographer uh, back in the day. So I always had access to her equipment and software and all that stuff. And uh, in high school, I was always the kid that, you know, made the video for the project, blah, blah, blah. I did video to my highlights for soccer and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just always did video. So then I started to think like, okay, maybe I could do video for businesses and, you know, let's just try it. Let's see what happens. So I literally started on my iPhone. I didn't even have a camera or anything. I bought a cheap stabilizer. It was a DJI Osmo. Uh, an Osmo Mobile 2, I believe. And I used my iPhone and I made a couple videos. Um, you know, I worked up enough to get a cheap little camera, which I still use today. It's a Sony a6300. Uh, very, very good camera. I love it. Anyways, so I started charging more and more, a little bit more, and I'll never forget um, you know, I had all these tiny little projects charging anywhere from literally like 200 to $500. It was, you know, looking back on it, it was very, very cheap, but I, you know, I was starting out. I was, I was not as good as I am now. Um, and I went back home one time for the holidays or something. And I did a video for a soccer club. I had some connections with soccer coaches around here. So, um, around Jacksonville, I mean, um, and they asked me to do a short little video. I did it. I flew back home to Milwaukee. They called me up again and said, hey, um, we want another video of our entire youth academy. And at the time, I had like some other projects going on in Milwaukee and I would have would have had to fly to Milwaukee. Um, it would just kind of would have been, you know, disrupting my schedule a little bit. And I would have had time, had to take time off at work and Blah, blah, blah. It was just not as easy because I had to fly from Milwaukee to Jacksonville. So I told the guy, I said, okay, I'll come down and do it if you pay me $1,300 and you pay for my travel. And I hung up the phone thinking there's no way they're going to do that. You know, I didn't think they were going to do it. So he calls me up a couple days later and he says, hey, we're in. <laughs> Let's do it. And in my head, I was like freaking out. I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to give me $1,300 to film soccer people? This is freaking awesome. So I go down, I do the project. I killed it as usual. Um, and that was the turning point for me. That was when I said, wow, this I can make real money doing this. And it just boosted my confidence. And so that was pretty much the day where I said, I'm I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to work a couple more months and get some, some savings underneath my belt, but I'm leaving. I'm quitting my job. 
And that's exactly what I did. I worked another handful of months, got some savings, and I left my job to pursue videography. And <laughs> I kind of crashed and burned, fell flat on my face after I quit um, because I did not know how to be productive on my own. I slept in till like 10 or 11, played a lot of video games because I got way too comfortable. I, I knew I had the savings built up. So I knew even if I didn't make any money with the video stuff, I would have had a couple months leeway. And, um, I just got really, really lazy. And, you know, I, looking back on it, I think it's because um, you know, throughout my life, I'd always had people to tell me what the next step was. I always had people to tell me what to do next, you know, whether it was school, do this assignment, you know, study for this test or sports, soccer. All right. You're going to go to practice at this time. Tomorrow you're going to go practice at this time. Next week we have a game on Sunday. Um, but with the video stuff, there was no one telling me what to do at any particular time. Um, and I was really, really bad at being productive with that uh, lack of, you know, I had a major lack of discipline basically. And so called my parents up and my lease was about to end in Milwaukee. And I said, hey guys, uh, you might be seeing a lot of me <laughs> in the re very, uh, very near future because I cannot pay rent and I'm not making any money and I need to move back home. <laughs> and so, uh, my parents were gracious enough to take me back in. So right now I, uh, you know, part of this process is being transparent with my life and my business and everything. And so, yeah, I'm living with my parents right now, just living the dream, living in Jacksonville. And that is why uh, earlier in the episode, I mentioned I have to keep my voice down. And that is exactly why, because it's almost two in the morning and my parents are trying to sleep in the room next to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I had to swallow my pride, move back home. And, you know, during the first couple months of being with my parents, uh, and it still is kind of the first couple of months. It's only been, let's see, I think it was like, it's been the four or five months or so since I moved back home. Um, but anyways, I, I learned how to be productive. I learned how to keep myself disciplined and I have been, my income has soared. I'm not, I'm not making a ton of money yet, but I'm doing such a better job uh, at being disciplined. And because of that, I'm making a lot more money than when I was, uh, in Milwaukee doing, you know, outside, obviously I don't, I'm not making, eh, maybe I'm close. I don't, I don't know. I'm not making as much as I was at my day job. I don't think. Um, but I'm definitely making way, way more than when I was on my own in Milwaukee. And so it's been this really amazing, ride of figuring out uh what works for me figuring out how to be disciplined figuring out how to be productive each and every day and um, i'm sure as this podcast goes on I'll, I'll share some of my hacks and tips on how i am productive and uh, that good stuff um but it's been really really cool it's been um you know i was listening to steve larson um, and he mentioned a quote, I think from Robert Kiyosaki, 
I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something to the, to the effect of, um, when you start a business, your, uh, what did he call them? Oh man, I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the term he used, but anyways, the idea is your defects show and your defects come up. Um, and that's exactly what happened. My defect was I was undisciplined, very, very undisciplined. And, um, it's been, you know, every single day, I feel like there's something that comes up where I do something poorly and I'm like, wow, let's figure this out. How can, how can I develop a system that works for me? And it's been really, really cool. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Um, and so that's, that's kind of my situation now. I do videography. Um, you know, I'm kind of transitioning my business model a little bit before I did kind of the traditional, uh, you know, traditional, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about this right now because this episode is kind of dragging on and I'm just going to save that for another episode. But um, that is pretty much my life right now. Currently, I live with my parents in Jacksonville, Florida, and I do video and marketing uh, for money. <laughs> um, some of my clients, I do social media ads. I learned how to do that. But I would say 90% of the projects and clients I have is just video work. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, if you listen to this episode, you are all caught up to my life at this very point, uh, this very second, it is January 14th, 2020. Um, I'm sure, you know, obviously if you're listening to the future, hopefully I'm a millionaire and I'm doing amazing, amazing things. Like I know I will be, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just wanted to launch this first solo episode as kind of a background for, uh, I guess a foundation for the future episodes so that, you know, the position that I'm in currently. Um, and so, you know, uh, kind of, I'm going to be sharing the lessons I'm learning and, and how my business is doing, and I'm going to be interviewing awesome people, obviously. Um, so yeah, you are all caught up. Let's get this thing going. I'm going to, uh, all right. I'm just going to cut it off here. This is dragging on. Thank you guys for sticking with me here. And uh, it's getting late. I'm going to bed. See you guys next time.